Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. And then I get angry at my own son because he says something. He says this very sentence. Dad, Sean White is like the greatest winner Olympian of all time, right? Sean White's a and clown. I wanted, go, what? I wanted to go over the table at him. <laughs> right. I wanted to go. I Invention. To go These inventions. Over the table. And I said, dude, shut up or we're going to fight right now. <laughs> This is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. Thank you for Parenting 101, <laughs> Michael Wilbon. Uh, before we begin the show, uh, I, I have some sad news, and I just want to share it with people. Um, Alan Bubis' mom passed away earlier in the week. Um, the funeral, I believe, is tomorrow. I'm not certain about that, but... Uh, we wish his mom, Alan said, 91 years old, lived a good and long life. We wish his mom peace, and we wish everybody in the family fond memories of Mrs. Bubis. I wanted to say that because Alan is our good friend. Um, Chuck Todd is with us right now. We're going to do the Chuck Todd betting segment, but we're going to also talk to Chuck about a couple of things. And the, the first thing, the first thing, Michaela Schifrin, very, very likable person. Um, very self-analytical, uh, hard on herself, I guess. She, she failed to finish another race. These are the two slalom races. She's the best slalom skier in the world. When you are a professional skier, you spend half your life away from your home. If you're an American professional skier, much of what you do is in Europe in the winter. Some is in the United States. She's had this routine in her life probably for 15 to 20 years at this point. She's the only person whose name I knew on the United States Olympic team, the only one. And I wanted for her to win some gold medals. I still do. I don't know what else she's going to do. I really don't. But there's a picture in the Washington Post today of her sitting outside the fence with her arms around her knees, staring into space. And it's like the picture is really worth a million words, not even a thousand words. It's what am I doing here? What happened? What happened to me? Um, and I wondered, uh, NBC, the, who signs your checks, NBC, Chuck is, is <laughs> broadcasting this, and, and she's one of, if not the biggest draw. It is not dissimilar to Simone Biles. The conditions around her failures, and I use that word advisedly, may be different than Simone Biles, but she was the biggest star in the American Winter Olympics. What... What do you make of all this and how well she's handled herself after these things? Well, I think what's really hard is we, we, cre- we create these celebrities, right? We, we, we create the drama, meaning this network does, right? We yeah, promote yeah. certain people so people can get to know who they are, right? You, you know, don't just come root for the team, root for this person, get to know this person. So you do, you sort of, we create this expectation and this celebrity and then, and then it, you know, it's like a, it's it, it is it's almost like the the one version of sports Truman Show. It's like we're all watching, you yeah. know, and we all watch even more in, in, intensely. But you tell me this: you've covered Olympics. Of all the sports, no matter how good you are, there is more randomness to scheme, not in your skill set, but there's so many things that can go wrong. Yes, that are out of your control. Unlike so many other sports, like the, a gust of wind, you know, maybe you don't do well when the snow's a little harder packed. Maybe you didn't get the right 
slot. Maybe there are so many things that are out of your control and go wrong. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but every Olympics, the person you expect to do well in skiing doesn't. And it's more often than not somebody you've never heard of has this amazing gold medal run. So there is something about skiing, I think, that is just because of all the little things that you can't control that can essentially disrupt your run, I think. I agree with that. This is not like running on a track, eight across. Yeah. It's just not. It, it's not. It's not like basketball. It's not like a million other sports. The best Conditions win. change. No, no. I, I, and I, in skiing, the best skier doesn't always win more often than not. I don't think that's true in a lot of other sports. Skiing is something that I respect, particularly the downhill. Mm-hmm. I, I said the other day, I talked about Sean White and the so invented hard. sports. There are in, look, all sports are invented at one time or another. Baseball is an invented sport, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah. things that are created for television. You mean the sort of the X game mentality? No, well, well team see. figure skating. Yeah, I don't understand I that. Although I understand points. I mean, I know yeah. why we're doing it because we need two weeks of figure skating to show on NBC, yeah. not one. Yeah, so yeah, I get that. You know, I, I I get all of those things, but skiing is. Skiing is not an invented sport. At some point, you had to go down the mountain. You know, that's it's are, not an invented sport. Gonna, there are, now, in, yeah. in, uh, is by the way, they're skiing in a place that never has snow, and all the snow's right. fake. Yeah. So, now I know that most ski resorts now deal more in fake snow than in you know manufactured snow than in non-manufactured snow. All that stuff. But does that matter? Are we going to hear this from professional skiers going? This is about one of the worst venues you could have had. I've no idea because I've never skied in my life and I don't know how it works. I feel badly for Michaela Schifrin, who has conducted herself very, very well. Now, she's got two Olympic gold medals. You know, I mean, she's got a history. She's got more World Cup wins than anybody else of all time. But but this may be the last stage for her at her age, and it's going badly, right? It's going no, badly. It's just it's like it is. And it's just like I said, with it just feels like with skiing, bad gets worse. Yeah, that may be true. Let me ask you one other thing. It's a totally different subject. Um, Democratic governors, not Republican governors, not DeSantis, Mm -hmm. Democratic governors in New Jersey, Delaware, New York. I don't know which ones. Connecticut did it. Yeah, northeastern states. Yep. Yep. Yeah. the, 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 The deep blue of the United States of America, other than California, the deep blue. Governors are saying, all right, we're done. We're done with mask mandates. We're out of here. They seem to be following Glenn Youngkin's lead. Yeah. Uh, we're done with this. What is that? Does yeah. that just talk about fatigue to you, or is it about politics as well? Oh, it's November 20. All these governors, all most of them that we're talking about, not all of them, not Phil Murphy in New Jersey. He just won re-election, barely. Um, but most of these guys are up in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, they're up before Biden. And, you know, there, it's 100% there's fatigue out there. And they're on the front lines of this. They're the ones... Uh, hearing about um, the economy and uh, particularly education, right? All these governors saw what happened in, in Virginia, yeah. and they know everybody's angry about the schools. So that's, I think, the real motivator here is to get a, get ahead of this as much as they can and decouple themselves from the national environment. Now, what's interesting is how Biden is not following suit yet, and I think he's in a real box. Uh, part of it's of his own making, but. It looks, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that we're, 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 we're in for seasonal COVID. And if you follow the pattern, you know what that means. This summer, there's going to be another bump. There's going to be another spike somewhere, right? I mean, another variant. 
And I think the Biden folks fear that they let up. Then when the next variant comes, why'd you let up? You know, just because we told you to let up, why'd you do it? So I think they're in a box, which is why they're not acting as fast. I think the Democratic governors all want to sort of decouple from the national, want to get out of this education fury that's out there with parents and in the public schools. It is real. It is less about masks and more about um, uh, the lost learning and all of this stuff. But all of those, I think that's it. Is a, so short answer is it's all politics. Yes. Okay. All right. So now let's get to why we came. And that's the game. <laughs> Chuck was 0-2 last week, his first losing season in many, first losing week in many, many weeks. But still, if you bet every day with Chuck Todd, you're 73, 64, and 1. You have won money. You've won money. So this is gravy for you. This the is a respectable dropped. year. I can't, I can't sit yeah. here and whine and moan or at all. No. I, I like being and moaning. You know, this day and age, the world lives for grievances, right? Well, and that's what you, we, all, we all want one. And you I don't, don't have them. You close yeah. strong. You close great. The Rams were four and a half yesterday. The Rams are four today. That's people saying to you, ooh, yeah. bet the Rams, bet the Rams. Um, Rams minus four against the Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got? Well, this thing has moved. I, I believe it opened three and a half. Then it went up to oh. four. Then it went up to four and a half. Then it came back down. It's been moving a little bit between this three and a half and four and a half. You know, I... For all the reasons everybody else wants to take the Rams, I want to take the Rams. They got better front four. They got this. It feels like they've they've you know put this thing together. I just don't want to be on the wrong side of Joe Burrow. Hmm. They're just you know, and I know some of this is you know I, I and you know you get the extra you know the three. The fact is you don't you can lose by a field goal and still cover this bet. I, I think this is this is not a hard decision for me. Getting the field goal. Knowing the way the Rams and Stafford, you know, sort of, even if they get the big league, they might, you could just see them, you know, start to choke it, choke it away all of a sudden. 10 They've done that in the playoffs points, as well. Right. Yep. Yep. Bengals do the yep. onside kick or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm on Burrow here. And, and, and maybe this is the, this feels like what, Rams Brady 01 when, um, he, he, you know, the Patriots clearly weren't the better team, yet they won anyway. And all of a sudden, we look back and go, oh, well, of course Brady won. But in the moment, we were shocked that this kid named Brady led them to the Super Bowl. Maybe we're in for that moment with the Bengals. We had Peter King on PTI yesterday, and Peter King went with Joe Burrow as well. He did. Now, Peter King went to school at Ohio University. Um, <laughs> Peter King knows the family, and you know maybe he's rooting for them, but he went Burrow as well. Yeah. All right. You'll do that. My favorite. Do you have way, any other bets? Picture, my favorite picture. Did you see uh, Burrow's dad and Jamar Chase's dad? Yes, with cigars. cigars. I just yes. thought that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I that mean, was really just, good. Just terrific. Uh, I don't know. You t- we were going to do some props. Uh, Nigel threw out some out there. To you. I, you know, I will lose money on props. I always do. That's how. Yeah. That's how the casinos get you. It's the prop bets. You know, whether it's. That, you know, whether you ever put the extra chip on a black, you know, they're ever asking you for extra chips on a blackjack table or they're offering you how many yards a running back is going to rush. It's usually in the favor of the casino. But <laughs> that's that's what uh, I would say. I would I would walk into a casino with a pile of money in a bag and I would yeah, say, I came here to bet this one thing. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm here for. One thing. If I lose, I lose. But I don't want to get distracted with garbage. You know, I just don't. 
So, but I so would you don't say, guess... but it, the, the best stuff would be the, the verses, right? Do you take Burrow or – is there a spread on the passing yardage between Burrow and uh, – Stafford. They didn't put a spread. It was just sort of like you know, minus two hundred for for one of the players or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no. To be that definitive head, yeah. I mean, you know, I you would assume Burrow throws more than Stafford, right? That would be the because he just, has to. He yeah, has to. There's yeah. no right. You you can't picture them winning and going. Oh yeah, Joe Mixon ran for two hundred yards. No. Although if that happened, no. you know, he'd be like, you know, um, how about this one? Assume, What's, yeah, number, of, number of planes during the anthem flyover. Over or under, the over or under oh. is set at five. It's a, just, why not just <laughs> hand somebody your money? <laughs> hand them your money and walk away. Well, then that's over or under, wait, two minutes and 41 seconds for the national anthem. What, what, what are they going to do? 239, 238, right? <laughs> so thanks for all year and congratulations <laughs> on a really good year. Thank you. Do you think we're going to have baseball uh, at, the, at the time it's supposed on to start? On time? No, yeah. on like April one. Yeah. No, but I think we'll have yeah, baseball. I, don't think so either. I hope we'll have real right. baseball. All right, yeah. Chuck Todd, boys and girls, thank you, thank Bye. you. And if we get, just gave you Chuck Todd over the course of a year, that would be more than enough. But we give you a monkey. See the monkey, he's scratch, scratch, scratching, watching his iPad, smoking and laughing, hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attaché. Nigel's going to the Sing zoo, along, zoo, 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 Reginald's got the bikes, bikes, sometimes he throws poo, poo, and he's had too much Johnny Walker, so did you go down to the zoo? I did. I went down to the National Zoo, as I enjoy doing. Uh, and I'm going to miss, you know, seeing Reginald as much as I have, uh, you know, this past fall and winter. Uh, he is always surrounded by people. Now it's just him and one other person sitting in his flat at the, at the zoo with F. Marie Abraham. Really? Yes. Apparently they're old pals just eating gelato and watching the Olympics. Turns out F. Marie Abraham and Reginald, big ringheads. They love the luge. I had no idea. Yeah, nor did I. Nor no did idea. I. So uh, they took, they, you know, they hit pause. Salieri himself. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, by the way, if people haven't seen that movie, oh, go watch Amadeus it. tonight. It's lovely. It's just great. Tom Hulse, or Hulsey, I don't know how it's pronounced, and F. Murray Abraham. It's yeah, a great movie. Just brilliant. Best picture winner, I believe. I think so. Um, so, you know, and he's going to get some... heard of that one, Michael? Uh, indirectly. Okay. Oh, you love that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant movie. It's great. It really is. Um, so, you know, the big question is who's going to take the Rams or the Bengals? He showed me a photograph, Reginald did, of him driving down Ventura Boulevard. In a Cadillac convertible with a big nasty, big, nasty redhead by my side. <laughs> right. So I think that tells us he loves Los Angeles. He loves L.A. I love L.A. Yes. So he will take the Rams minus the four. Well, now he was one and one last week. He's twenty eight and thirty five. So he can't win. No. He can't get to five hundred. No. He's had a, a good year for a monkey, but a bad year for a better. He has some prop bets. Oh, what has he got? Well, he's he's going to take the over. The over is at forty eight and a half. So we will take the over on that. Uh, what color would the Gatorade be that's dumped on the winning coach? He's going to go with blue. Felt very confident about that. Very on trend. Uh, which team's jersey will Drake be wearing? He's saying the Rams. And this is my favorite prop bet uh, out of all of them. The Will there be a scoring drive shorter than the national anthem? And they're anticipating the national anthem being a minute 37. Oh, he, it's much longer than that, a minute 37. That's it's much just, longer than that. That's just what they're, they're anticipating for this. But he will take it. Whatever the number is, he will take uh, it. Will, it there will be a shorter... Scoring drive than the national anthem. Loves that bat. He's a monkey. Yes, he's, he's a monkey, and That's not a, not a good a gambling monkey, monkey these yeah, days. All right. Well, thanks to him as well. Uh, we will take a break. Booger McFarland. When we return, yes, Booger yes. McFarland. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening. You're listening. 
to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is Solo Stovad. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening, and a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. And right now, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit, which I'll get to in a second. But last night and tonight... And tomorrow night in Washington, D.C. are those nights, right? Fire pit nights. Yeah, I mean, because it's down to about high 30s, low 40s. There's no wind. You can sit outside because the mornings have been in the teens and the 20s. You actually, it feels warmer to you. It's the, it's the oh, perfect yeah, and night. And you can rock the lightweight puffer unzipped. Yeah, it's the perfect weight, perfect weight for your jacket and the perfect night to do this. Honestly, I don't know what it is where you live. But I'm just saying, if my son... <laughs> well, our, our wood stack, our wood stack which you have not refilled, and I know you get offers every day. Our wood stack was knocked over. It's 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 up standing, ready to rock this weekend. Oh, so maybe come maybe over, I'll watch the, the waste management. <laughs> Upgrade your backyard with a solo stove fire pit. It's the perfect catalyst for getting outside and spending more time with family and friends. Build lasting memories around a solo stove fire pit. It's easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. It's perfectly portable. Shop now and get up to 30% off fire pits all month long, month of February. And use the promo code TONYK at checkout to get an extra $10 off, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $10 off when you use the promo code TONYK. So don't be an idiot. Use the code. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a song called Jacket, sent to us by Scott Anthony of Burbank, California. He said, I've been a listener since the classic late 90s show was an occasional jingle contributor back when that was more of an ongoing concern before marriage and pandemic parenting started taking up all my free time. I've started releasing my original songs. Would love it if you see fit to use these on the show. You played a demo version of Jacket a few weeks back, but I'm sure you'd find it worth a spin this time, if not for the fact that this newly recorded version sounds so much better, but out of respect for a little coming back for more cash, or at least a few pennies Spotify and Apple <laughs> tossed to those of us not named Taylor Swift. Plays in Booger McFarlane. There's a million things to talk about. Um, but I was, I have to say, Booger, I was sort of jolted yesterday when Tom Brady said, never say never. Now, I don't think he's coming back. And I think he's just sort of covering the bases in case he has a change of heart. But you're a player. Players are different than people standing on the sidelines and looking at players. I, I wonder how you feel about him saying he could see a circumstance where he would come back to play. Yeah, I don't see it. I, and, and I think Tom was just kind of playing along and giving the people just a little hope and just kind of creating speculation. I, I think, you know, if you just take Tom for his word and he came out and he posted a statement and basically said that, I no longer have the competitive energy to compete at this age, and my family uh, deserves my full attention. And I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. and, and so how can you, uh, a week later, come back and never say never and honestly mean that? So both of those can't be true. And I would take him, I would take the former to be true more than the latter. And, and I think that, you know, if you look at his career and you understand the arc of his career and, and, and him finishing uh, basically, he, he'll probably either win the MVP this year or be second in the MVP. You know, to, to me, I, I don't know if you can do any better than that. So I hear Tom with the never say never, but I would be totally shocked 
if he ever played another down in the NFL. When you left football, and you left on your own terms, I assume, was there a period of time, six, eight, ten, even a, a year down the road, not months, where you said, I want to do it again? Yeah, you definitely think about it. Like, you know, I played football from the time that I was 13 until 30. So for 17 years of my life, I lined up and it was all I knew. You know, but for me, uh, I had hurt my knee in Indianapolis and I rehabbed my knee. I got back and I went for a workout out in Oakland when Lane Kiffin was the coach. And um, workout went great. They offered me a one-year deal for a million bucks. And I said, you know what? I started doing the math and moving to Oakland California state taxes, uh, finding a place to stay. That million yeah. bucks turned into about four hundred grand really quick, and so it wasn't worth it for me to continue playing. And so, yeah, I had an opportunity to play, but I was able to walk away knowing that I could play, but I just chose not to. And so, you know, for the months that followed that, yeah, you think about it. I miss the times where we would be in the locker room, Tony, or on the plane ride, or, or we're in the tunnel getting ready to run out before a game. Like, those are the things you miss the most. And those are the things that if you watch video of guys when they're having the most fun and when you get the most intimate conversation, it's during that time. And Tom Brady will miss that. We all miss that. I miss that. But I also think that the joy he's going to get from uh, having his body feel great and not get hit from getting up and able to take his kids to school and cook pancakes and do things that you've never done before because you had to be at work. I I think he'll get more joy out of that. And as the time goes by, you learn to forget about the things you miss from football. It is a very interesting thing. I mean, all of us, with whatever we do for a living, we have a routine. But not all of us have done what we do for a living since we are children, like athletes have. Tom Brady is 44 years old. This means that from the time he went to college, I'm not even going to talk about high school, from the time he went to Michigan on, he knew exactly what his day, his week, and his months would look like every single one of his life. This is a very long period of time. There's going to come a time very soon where Brady's going to look around and go, whoa, what's this? I'm not used to this. Right, Booger? Yeah, it's it's called the period of adjustment, and yeah. you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna wake up, and his wife Giselle's gonna look at him like, "What are you doing here?" And, and yeah. everybody's got to get used to it, and, and he's got to <laughs> yeah. get used to, you yeah. know, the house being empty, and it's gonna be him and his wife. The kids will be at school, and it's just him and her at the house. That, like that sounds easy, but it's it's something that you have to get used to from a time space standpoint. But, um we're all creatures of habit. You know, we all like our schedules and we all, we all like things that are, that are kind of laid out for us. And what you have to learn to do is, is create your new day because the day was laid out from a football standpoint, but what, what is your new day going to look like? Like my new day, Tony turned into figuring out what I was going to do next. And it, it, it led down the road of broadcasting and radio. And, you know, even now um, I still have to cultivate and create my day. And you start to develop habits, and your habits become your routines, and then you can uh, enjoy the things that you really want to enjoy. See, that's what retirement is about. Oftentimes in life, Tony, we spend so much time accumulating everything in awards and money and trophies. When do you actually get a chance to enjoy the things you accumulate? And so that's what I do now is that, yeah, I work and I do broadcasting, 
But I do that for about 120 days a year. The rest of the time, I'm going to enjoy those 17 years I played football and the things that football was able to bring me. And so Tom, Tom has made a ton of money. Tom has got a ton of business ventures. And at some point, you got to enjoy the things that we work so hard to get. Otherwise, why in the hell are we getting them? Well, good for you, because I don't enjoy anything. I mean, um, I I need not, to though? work. Why not? I need. I well, I I to, to be honest. I mean, I I am an OCD person. I have to do things in a certain order. I have to do them in a certain way. I have to have routine in my life. I spend a lot of time. I certainly did before the pandemic, and I will if it ever ends. I like to go to supermarkets and walk down every single aisle. Every single aisle, even though I'm not buying anything from that aisle, because that fills up my time. And I need to fill up my time because I'm one of those people. You know, it's just that's my neurotic behavior. I wish I was more like you and I could enjoy things. Although I will say that whenever I get a chance to play golf, I enjoy it no matter what I score. No matter what I score, I enjoy those four hours very much. I do. I do. Right. Well, that's something, Tony. Listen. You, we all have the things that we that, that are our vices, right? Things that we like or have to do, but it still doesn't mean you can't find things or have things that you enjoy. You, you know, we got to do a better job of enjoying life on a daily basis. I wish I could, but I like what I do, so it's okay. Let me get to. I, I wanted. Did, did you tell me once a couple of months ago? Did you tell me that at one point you played for Rich Bisaccia? Or you knew him well, or am I confusing you with someone else? No, yes, I, 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 I know him very well. He was on the coaching staff in Tampa, and he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, so that the one coaching thing I wanted to ask you about, not, and we all understand the Brian Flores suit. We all understand that. But this on a personal level, do you think Rich Pisaccia got hosed because of, of how successful he maneuvered Vegas through the rest of the season? And now he's a special teams coach. Do you think he got hosed, or do you think it's it's okay because he's that kind of guy? I I think he deserved more than what he got. Uh, Whether you want to call it a hose or not, I, I think he, yeah. in a difficult situation out in Vegas, showed that he can lead men. And that's yeah. the biggest part of the job, Tony. Like, you, you got to be able to lead men. And he showed he could do it, and he took the team to the playoffs. And so for him to do that, uh, I know he got the, the interview at Jacksonville, but I thought he deserved more than that. And I think now that's going to be in the back of a lot of people's mind during the next cycle or two because they're going to realize that understanding being a head coach is not about can you call a play. Being a head coach is about can you lead men. Can you be at the head of the table? Can you lead men where they want to go? And Rich Versace can do that. I think he'll get a head coaching job at some point. I think he – served himself very, very well with the Raiders. Uh, I also think that his calling is to touch players. And the fact that he's going to a situation in Green Bay where their special teams are awful, and he'll get a chance to touch a lot of men and improve yes. that team dramatically. So he'll, be, he'll do well and do good there. But I do believe his ultimate calling is to be a head coach. Okay. Let me get to the Super Bowl since that's what we're here for, and you're going to be on PTI tomorrow talking about the Super Bowl, obviously. The romantic bet, of course, is Cincinnati because Joe Burrow is in his second year. And the last time we saw him on a big stage at your alma mater, he had the greatest season that probably anybody has ever had in college football. And he went to a terrible team. And suddenly in the second year, they're in the Super Bowl. And he's a rather charismatic fellow, Joe Burrow. 
And the other side of that is the Rams who have sacrificed the future for the present and gotten to a place that everybody said, well, you better get there because of who you're bringing in. You better get there. And in fact, they got there. And that's, you know, the, those are the two sides of the coin in this particular game. With all of that, who do you like and why do you like them? You know, everything um, on paper says take the Rams, Tony. Um, I think the Rams have more ways that they can win the game. Um, the, the Rams front four, the Rams offensive weapons, the Rams offensive line is better. Uh, if you look at the Bengals, I don't think there's only – I don't think – but I do think the Bengals can win. I think there's only one way they can win, though, and that's Joe Burrow has to be outstanding. Like, Joe has to be – I mean, he, he's got to be the Joe that we saw at LSU. Yeah. Now, can yeah. he do that? Sure. My biggest concern in this, in this entire game, and just so you, I, and your listeners can pay attention to it, is the Cincinnati offensive line. Like, sometimes we overcomplicate the game of football, and we try to figure out, man, what is, what is it going to be? Football is a game where big men have to block other big men to allow little men to make plays. Cincinnati's big men up front are really not that good. And so can they block Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller? I don't think they can, Tony. And to me, that's where the game comes down to. I think Cincinnati's defense has been very opportunistic, and they got a lot of help from Patrick Mahomes. Um, and they play well against Kansas City. Are they going to get the same help from Matthew Stafford? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. So I, I would lean toward the Rams, Tony, because I think the Rams have the biggest advantage in the game, and that is they have a defensive front led by Aaron Donald that I don't think Cincinnati can stop. And at some point during four quarters of football, I think it's going to overwhelm the Bengals. And I think regardless of, of, of how the game has started or how it's going, I think the Rams' defensive front will overwhelm the Bengals, and even the great Joe Burrow won't be able to overcome it. Thanks so much, Booger. We'll talk to you on PTI tomorrow. I appreciate all year long. Thanks, Booger. Anytime, Tony. Y'all have a great one, buddy. Look forward to it. Booger McFarlane, just wonderful. We'll take a break. James Carville, Jeff Ma. When we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X chair, Ed. I'm sitting in the X chair right now, and the copy I'm reading sounds like this. From the first moment you sit in an X chair, your body will immediately say, ah, this is what a real office chair is supposed to feel like. Can your current office chair give you a massage when you're working? X chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? X chair can. It's all in the LMAX massage and temperature regulation, exclusively designed and made for X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar, or the DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort, those are all reasons to love the X chair. Try X chair for yourself risk free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you'll never go back. I sit in one every day when I do the show, and I like it very much. Go to xchairtony.com now. That's the letter X, chair, T-O-N-Y, dot com. Or call one 844 numbers 4 xchair for $100 off your order. Xchair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. xchairtony.com. Use the code, people. Save money. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a song called Otis by Scott Anthony of Burbank, California. And he says, during a dark, personal dark night of the soul, I was exhausted. But in that internal finder of fault, wouldn't shut up, 
cataloging every past failure, making sleep impossible. I grabbed my copy of the great Otis Redding Sings Soul Ballads, put it on the record player, and one of the greatest voices of the 20th century drowned out the regret and doubts, proving to be just the lullaby that was needed. Otis is my ode to music's power to grant us all solace and the strength to make it through another day. That is so well said by Scott <laughs> Anthony. Michael, if people like Scott Anthony, who not only can write, but he can sing, want to send us their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonyquinizershow.com. And he plays in James Carville, and Carville has picked the right time of the year to get hot. In the last two weeks, James Carville is 6-2. and two. He is 45-47 and 47 with Mount 500 looming. You're going to have to bet more than one bet here, the game plus whatever else you want to do. But you're close to having a break-even season. Who you got? Who you like? And what are your bets? Well, I, who I'm going to like is I, I'm going to like Cincinnati. Because if right. I didn't pick them, I could not exist down here. Right, right. right. If you go to the bars and you're all on Sunday, you're going to think that, that LSU's playing Alabama or Saints are playing the Falcons or something, all right? They're yeah, big, yeah. I'm so into it. So, obviously, I'm going to pick uh, Cincinnati. Is there any other bet you want to make? I, 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 yeah, what I, else I, you I, want? I've got to tell you, we had Greg Cosell on our podcast yesterday. Yes, and nice guy. You think nice, about very nice. the matchup of the – Rams front four and the Cincinnati offensive line. I, I hope my boy Joe don't get killed back there. <laughs> right. Well, he's absorbed more sacks than any quarterback in the league this year, and he's still playing. He's still playing. If he so, had the yeah. equivalently of a 270 hitter line, you know, tell him what he'd do. You know? um, yeah, well, they, they, see, that's the most interesting thing. I would argue that drafting Jamar Chase instead of an offensive lineman is going to work out because Burrow's going to get through this year, and then you'll be able to get linemen, right? Right. I, I, you're going to get some linemen. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a pretty low draft pick. But, yes, it turned out to be smart, and I think that's Burrow I told him to do that because Chase is that good, and he can get the ball to him that quickly. It's He's probably more valuable than a all-pro tack, offensive tackle. But – you know, and, and when you, you know, like, when everybody knows you need something, the price gets high. Like the Saints, everybody knows we need a quarterback. Right? Everybody That's knows right. Cincinnati needs a, you know, offensive lineman. So right. when that, that GM calls you, you know what he wants. Yeah, he wants, you know? he wants people to come as free agents, and what he sells is you're going to be able to protect the best quarterback in football. And what you're going to yeah. sell is, for that, I want more money. I want more money than the Bengals usually pay, right? That's how it'll go. Correct. So. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and they know that. And everybody yeah. knows it. You know, it's just like that any sport, if you have, you know, if you, it's like with the, when you have a glaring need for a relief pitcher, every other team knows it. Well, you need an offensive lineman. They all know. Uh, oh, so if, if, if that basketball trade the Pelicans made, that thing might work out pretty good. Uh, C.J. McCollum is an all-star yeah. guard who can shoot threes, which is what they need. The problem with your Pelicans is the best player you have has played 79 games out of 197 total that he was eligible I know, I, for. Right? I know that. I yeah, know that. I mean, you can't build around him because you don't know. what What's the greatest ability? It's availability. No, All right, so, so we don't know. I'm going to pick Cincinnati as a double bet. So I'm going to break even. I'm not. I'm going for that. Okay. I'm All going right. with Burr. So just remember. Enjoy. The, the, the Central Florida Fiesta Bowl in January of 2020, when that guy 
Joe Burrow threw a pick six, and he got slammed to the ground, and the Central Florida guy was, like, lording over him. That's the day that the Joe Burrow we know was born. He has won seven playoff games, including that Fiesta Bowl, since that hit. You, you, everybody should look at that hit. That was That's the making of Joe Burrow. That's a good thing to know. Thank you, James. Good luck with it. Talk to you. Thanks. James Carville, boys and girls. One of the rare times we haven't had to bleep him. <laughs> right. Very exciting. Right. Hands were on the buzzer, but we didn't have to Very use exciting. it. Very exciting. Is Jeff Ma with us? I believe uh, uh, Sean is efforting that as we speak. Can I just mention one thing, then, as long as I have a second? Sure. A, a red plastic clown nose came to my house the other day. A red plastic clown nose. What's that for? And all it said is, Mr. Tony, always be prepared for Marsha Potts in Austin, Texas. I have no idea what this is about. Clown but question, I'm, bro. I'm grateful. Yeah, it's a clown, it's a clown question. Yeah. So it's... Thank you. I just Marsh. thought that was a pill box in yeah, front of you. I, I did. I did. A little as well. nervous when you went to open it. Yeah, I was like, "What is this medication?" But it's no, not. It's, it's a clown, a clown nose. nose. What's it say on the outside? It says "emergency clown nose." In case you need <laughs> it. And now he has it on. <laughs> emergency. Now I have it on with yes. his fisherman's hat. <laughs> you know, so. Well, it's good to have in case there of emergency. You you're all set then. Very, yeah. I'm no. I'm ready to go. In case there's a clown emergency, I'm ready to join. Yes, and uh, I believe Jeff is with us as we right now. Jeff Ma is with us from Bet the Process. Jeff Ma has had a very, very good year. He was two and one last week. He's fifty six and forty four. So if you bet with Jeff Ma religiously, you made money this year. Congratulations on that, Jeff. I assume that I'm hoping that more people listen to Bet the Process since you're on this podcast. Because they think that you're very good. I hope that works out. You had a very good year. Do you want to take a bow? Um, yeah, no, we have about seven listeners, and so we're able to make the seven listeners some money this year, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I'll take a bow. <laughs> That's good. So it's Rams minus four uh, at this point. It went down to four. Obviously, want your bet on the game, but are there other bets that you're going to make. Me personally, I would stay away from all prop bets because I think they're crazy. What do you think about them philosophically? Well, I mean, there's some crazy ones like how long the national anthem is, although oftentimes a lot of the sharp bettors will bet on that because information gets out and there's sort of information asymmetry. There's, I think, one year that a bunch of sharp bettors literally bribed a, a security guard that happened to be in a uh, rehearsal of the national anthem and, and to time it sort of time did and yeah and, and there was a huge amount of betting <laughs> that went on the under and the amount of time um, and there's things like the color Gatorade and and all that kind of weird stuff but no, no there's a lot of money to be made actually you know my podcast partner the immortal Rufus P Firefly he actually yep. is the king of the props um, and has really kind of got known for doing this because there, there's a lot of opportunities and. And there, there are a bunch of things, and I'll list off a few of them. We can talk about them. I mean, the, there's um, a bet that's become quite popular, which is that there'll be more points scored in the second half than in the first half. And um, this is something that's been happening, I think, in the last 20 Super Bowls, something there's been, on average, like seven and a half points more scored in the second half than the first half. Um, but we kind of think this is an outlier, Um you know, there's no phenomenon. If I were to ask you, why do you think that happens? What would you say the reason is? I would say that uh, teams that are behind are clawing to come back and they take more chances and that leads to defensive and offensive touchdowns would be my immediate theory. Would you buy that? 
sure, but wouldn't you think that would be true of all playoff games, not just the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So no, I, I, yeah, I couldn't. That, right. that phenomenon yeah. of point differential does not exist in other playoff games. It only oh. exists in the Super Bowl. Then I so would not have a particular does, theory. Yeah, it seems like a bit of an outlier, and the actual you know, point differential between the first half and second half is really about is, is nothing historically in, in most games. Um, and so if you think there's some phenomenon in the Super Bowl, well, maybe it's a little bit more than 50%, but you can get something like plus 130, plus 140, meaning like if you bet $100 on the first half to be have more score, more points, then you win 130 if it actually does. So that's something I like, actually going against the trend and betting on there to be more points in the first half than the second half. Um, the public, meaning most of the people that bet on games, like to see scoring. They like to bet on overs. So if you think about something like Cooper Cup's receiving yards to go over or Joe Mixon's receiving yards to go over, um, they're going to tend to bet on those. So what where the value comes in is on game day to bet the unders on some of these things. Certainly, like I talked to Rufus last night on the podcast, and he thinks that on, on Sunday he'll be running around trying to bet a lot of unders on Cooper Cup's uh, receiving yards total, which he thinks will get up to like 110. Um, obviously, Cup has had an incredible year and, and has been, you know, right right around 110 in a lot of games, if not over. Uh, but it, he still thinks the value is going to be on the under. He likes Joe mm-hmm. Mixon's receiving yards to go under something like 27, 28 yards, um, simply because he thinks the game state is such that um, the Rams will be up in most of this game, and therefore, you know, any, anytime you have a favorite. Um, your favorite or your uh, sort of an underdog, actually, in this case, the, the Bengals, you're going to be under for most of the game. And if you're under, I mean, sorry, if you're going to be losing or behind most of the game. And so if that's true, Joe Mixon tends to get less action in the receiving game in a game state where the Bengals are losing. So, so that's another way to look at it. Um, and then finally, one of the one of the things I like, there's some value in, is the first to score Cam Akers um, plus 750, which means we bet $100 and Cam Akers is the first to score, you win $750. Um, running backs tend to be good bets in this situation. And because, um, you know, Cam Akers has been out a lot of this year, his usage is sort of unknown. Um, but, but we like him at plus 750. We like him all the way down to probably plus 600. Wow, I never would have thought that of that. That's interesting. Yes, that's interesting. Because you don't want him fumbling like he did twice oh. in the first playoff game. You don't want that. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Well, who do you like in the game, Jeff? Um, the way I look at this game, um, I, I think the line should be close to the Rams minus six. A lot of this depends on how much home field you give to the Rams. Um, obviously, at this point in the season, these lines are pretty efficient, meaning, like, you know, the, the – Again, it's if you talk to someone like Rufus, he has this at like Rams minus four and a half without any home field. Um, there probably is some home field here. I think there's a lot of debate about what contributes to home field, whether it's fan noise, whether it's familiarity, whether it's travel. Um, but it's hard to believe that the Rams get zero home field here. So I think the line, again, should be like five and a half, six. Um, I like the Rams minus the four here. I appreciate this. You had a great year, and I appreciate you waking up to do this because there's so many better things that you could do. So, thank <laughs> Jeff, thank you so very much.
Thank you. No worries, Tony. I got I got one other thing on this game too. If you if you keep an eye yep. on the total, um, the line and the total should be forty nine. I, I think this is going to end up being lower scoring than these teams even traditionally play. Um, I would wait to see if you could get forty nine, forty nine and a half on game day, and I would go under. I think both of these coaches are um, in these big games have shown they're they're not particularly good at sort of aggressive play calling. Their first down success has been pretty poor. You see a lot of first down runs that result in sort of zero yards. The the Rams uh, converted eleven out of eighteen third downs against the Forty ers which is incredible. But what isn't incredible is having 18 third downs. Um, there's a reason they had 18 third downs, and it's because of that bad first down success. And, and the Bengals have been doing similar. So I end up, I think this may end up being a pretty low scoring game. So keep an eye on that total if you can get under 49, 49 and a half on game day. Well, the only thing I would point to immediately is the most recent Rams Super Bowl appearance. They scored like three points. You know, now they had Jared Goff. You know, I think it was a 13-3 game against the Patriots, right? Which broke all the records for the unders. Right, Jeff? 13-3, right? Yeah, and a lot of people who, you know, a lot of these professional bettors in the Super Bowl, they bet on things. Like, I think Rufus had a bet on that game for the Rams to score exactly three points um, and made a killing. (sighs) It's great. Again, thanks, Jeff. I hope you'll do it again next year. Thanks very much. Jeff Mobb. Absolutely. Wonderful. We will take a break. We'll have email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. So the problem with doing this uh, show at Uncle Benny's Tables, we don't get Nigel behind the board to, to sort of lay down some music. Second week of February, you know what it is. It's the MeUndies Valentine's Day read. Yeah. Is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Or are they with somebody who has that audacity to starfish the bed? Well, last night it was the hammer. A uh, little worried about the snoring, little guy. But uh, <laughs> be honest, is this somebody you? Relationships are not perfect. That's why MeUndies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. You know, I get these delivered to the house. Uh, I, I got to share something. I went online. They have a new limited edition print, which I'll get to. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day, groundbreaking. But gifting matching underwear for you and your significant other? Now we're talking. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. New print, Mickey Mouse. Oh. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. They've been paying me for 20 years. <laughs> you bet. <The> mouse. <laughs> I have a plaque that says, thanks for working for 10 or something like that. <laughs> That's a pretty good line, match your bottom half to your better half. Yeah. That's a pretty good line. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah. Well, I really thought it was the inflection that I added to it. Well, just... If you're single, <laughs> mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Do you see that, Chessie? Uh, be sure to check out all of MeUndies' super cute and super soft undies, socks, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for Tony's listeners. For a limited time only, get 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And as a first-time purchaser, you can get 15% off and free shipping right to your Door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Tony K. MeUndies.com slash Tony K. Good read, Michael. Thanks, Dad. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Thank you. 
That's Ian Warrington, and we talk about Ian a lot being an emergency room doctor at Sibley. I got this note from Johnny Greenwald, who's a doctor himself. He says, after seven years in the Navy, I took my first civilian job at Sibley Hospital. It's been a great place to work with lots going for it, but one of the great perks has been getting to work with Dr. Ian Warrington. Yes, that Ian Warrington. Patients in the emergency room were a little taken aback when I first greeted him with a hearty lachiserie and the TK salute. <laughs> but after some months of working together, he is a gifted physician as much as he is a gifted f- physician as much as musician. He's now leaving for another adventure. We don't know about this. We don't. Johnny Greenwald is telling us something that Ian hasn't told us, living for another adventure. But all of us at Sibley will miss him and we wish him fair winds and following seas. So I'd like to know what that's about. We wish Ian all the best in the world, and we thank John. The only issue with Sibley is the parking lot. Hard to it's a it's tough. a difficult exit. It's tough. It's tough. Yes, especially when you're going out. Oh, if you're making a left, it's oh, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be very very careful there because you're going across the right hand lane coming at you. It's very difficult. Nigel, you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad? Yes, thank you. Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com, forward a location in the D.C. area nearest you, then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. That's it for us today. Before he gets to the mailbag, let me just say, I'm not mad. I'm proud of you. You took your first pinch like a man, and you learned the greatest two things in life. Never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. Is that good, fellas? (laughs) That's what I thought. Thanks to our guests today, Chuck Todd, Booger McFarlane, James Carville, Jeff Ma, host of Bet the Process. Thanks to our sponsors. X-Chair, Solo Stove, and MeUndies. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple, please leave us a review. Promo code TKSALT. There's some great great new spring arrivals, including a, a new line of lightweight hoodies. Go check it out. We should do this with Johnny O. Johnny O has quality stuff. Yes, I'm, and I Tony's, uh, Tony's little V. And my Yes, and my grandchildren are the best-dressed <laughs> grandchildren. The, they're the best-looking kids in preschool. In crushing it. <laughs> crushing it. Famous people from hometowns, from Joe <laughs> Bianchino in Latham, New York. I heard what you said in Wednesday's mailbag last week about hometowns and famous people. Thought you'd like to know, Sam Perkins went to my high school, Latham High School. I was aware of that. Sam Perkins then went to North Carolina and then went to the pros. From Mark Harrington in Erie, Pennsylvania, listening to the show, all I could think was, here comes emails of famous people from their hometown in 321, so let me start things off. Famous people from Erie, Pennsylvania are Bob Sanders, former Indianapolis Colt, Defensive Player of the Year, James Conner, current running back of the Arizona Cardinals, Fred Bolitnikoff, HOF, not WOF, wide receiver of the Raiders, Pat Monahan, lead singer of Train, Tom Ridge, Pennsylvania governor and director of Homeland Security. I would also add Andy Beyer is from Erie, Pennsylvania. And the final three big ones are Joe Piston, a.k.a. Donnie Brasco, <laughs> Harry Markopoulos, who uncovered the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. He investigated Madoff for over 10 years and alerted the SEC three separate times. If not for him, Madoff would still be swindling rich old geezers. Well, not now, because Madoff's no longer with us. Right. And three, and now the one that is a constant David Aldrich moment for me, the fictional hometown of the Oneaters. <laughs> we will still count it. We have shirts, yeah. right? We have baseball shirts. jerseys. Yes. Yeah, from the Oneaters. And I believe it's Joe Pistone, I think, uh, the, the fellow from uh, oh, Donnie Brasco. Oh, is called? I okay. think so, yes. Thank you. From Derek Brown, currently no famous people from Minerva, Ohio. If anything changes, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> That's funny. From Anthony Perna in Chester, New York, New Jersey. I went to the same high school as Meryl Streep. Thought you'd like to know. Is she a Jersey girl? I'll have to look that I don't up. know. I think, Could you I look think, up Meryl Streep? I think Streep? she might be. I think she might be. Hold on. Meryl Streep's brother has a house on a golf course in South Carolina that I was told about. One of the golf courses we play in South Carolina has a house. Born Summit, New Jersey. Okay. There you go. Uh, From Jeff from Moncton, New Brunswick, and this is about numbers. Knowing how much you love numbers, here's a stat line that will never be repeated. Desmond Bain, 
whose number is 22, shot four for 18, 22.2%, with two assists, two steals, two blocks, and two turnovers on February 2nd, 2022. 2-2-2-2. I figured this was a sure sign of the end of the world, and I wanted to share <laughs> it with you. perfect line. From Scott Freeland in Pasco, Washington. I teach middle school students in West Richland, Washington. I've emailed a few times about my goofy students. A student's phone went off in class at 2.22. Two girls started screaming. I asked what was going on. They informed me it was an alarm they had set for 2-22 on 2-2-2022. I couldn't be more proud of this little moment. My response to them was, I have to tell Mr. Tony. Of course, they have no idea who you are. From Jim Cudahy in Locust Grove, Virginia. Recent discussions of the Applebee's abominable use. He says abdominal. It's abominable is what he wants to say. Use of the Cheers theme song caused me to seek the show on syndication for evening viewing. Found it. Guess what channel it's on? Hallmark. Oof. Next thing we'll find out is Sam has traded in his Corvette for a Subaru. <laughs> From Josh Packard in Greeley, Colorado. I love this email. I'm just going to read it. Very short. Played pickup basketball the other day. We lost 11-4. I scored three points. Thought you'd know. <laughs> Thought you should know. It's great. Thanks for the update. James Walter from Milton Keynes, England, named after the economist Milton Keynes? Or is that is that the name of a town? No. Sorry, I'm a bit behind on the podcast. Should you let me know the code to get Carol to come to my house and fix the electricity? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Brad Weiss, Carborough, North Carolina. For the love of God, can you please just make an omelet? He's tired about the eggs. He's again with the eggs. Again with the eggs. And uh, from JW. When Nigel goes to the zoo for Reginald's Super Bowl pick, can you have him ask the monkey who he would pick for the new Vikings coach? I'm curious who a monkey would choose. My guess is it's probably the opposite of who Chuck Todd thinks. <laughs> so I didn't even ask you about this. They, they're the one team that doesn't have a coach. Yes, and it's not going Everybody to Everybody else has a coach. I believe so, yeah. But uh, Harbaugh not, not going there. Uh, so <clears throat> no. I, yeah, so I don't know who that will be. Maybe Bud Grant. He's still out there. Return to glory. I don't know. <laughs> if you're out on your bike tent, everyone, as always, do wear white. Who's your favorite pitcher? Max Scherzer. What does Max Scherzer do? Phoenix. Who's your favorite batter? Soto. Soto. Uh. <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> You've been hiding all the facts and made me all too inconvenient. Made me wonder, do you mean it when you say? This is real There's a letter In your backpack And it's better I can't take back All the vows that Became All the bones I
Yeah. 